to Whoology, a real-world theology podcast that breaks down episodes of Doctor Who, hosted by myself, Fizz, and my wonderful Whovian wife, Laura. Hello. So, this is episode seven, and on this episode, we are talking Kill the Moon, uh, one of the best-named episodes of Doctor Who in recent memory, and it is episode seven of season eight. This episode has one of those twists that we have come to expect from Doctor Who. Uh, a doctor, uh, a planet mystery thing. <laughs> Except it's not a planet, it's the moon. So in this case, the, the moon is not what it seems. We are left with characters making really interesting decisions. Mm-hmm. Decisions that, I guess, steer the course of humanity. And... For the most part, I liked it. So, Laura, what are your thoughts on Season 8, Episode 7, Kill the Moon? And remember, anytime you say, Kill the Moon, you have to say it like that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I like that the moon is an egg that is hatching a creature. I think that is interesting. Um, that's one of those... Things I like that science fiction does where it takes something that already exists and does something interesting with it. It supposes something totally new and imaginative and different. So I think that was cool. I like um, that the doctor forces humanity to make its own decision. Um, I like that the decision they make um, not only only saves humanity physically, but... um, it actually like saves their legacy. It makes their legacy mm-hmm. um, expand and exp- you know. So I like that, and I like that um, it was put into the hands of women. I think that was cool. I do too. I would say that th- this episode is almost infuriating to me. Okay, because it is simultaneously. One of my favorite episodes, yet also contains one of the most frustrating scenes in season eight to this point to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the irony, and I think this probably, I feel like it should be expected by this point. So when I'm when I'm talking to people about this episode, when I am re- reading reviews, I'm reading uh, breakdowns, you know, favorite moments, I notice that. I, uh, the thing that people point to as the pinnacle or the best part of this episode is the only thing that I did not like about it. Hmm. So uh, all the things that you mentioned, I loved all those things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it had all the ingredients of being probably my favorite episode of the season. Um, even over Listen. Um, though, the, though like we've talked about, I, I recognize the, the, the groundbreakingness or the... Uh, the impressiveness of Listen mm-hmm. in its own right. But this, to me, was a classic Doctor Who episode, putting um, putting the fate of humanity back in humanity's hands mm-hmm. and just putting us in the right place to make that decision. But because I thought that was decision was great, it means that Clara's speech at the end was totally out of left field to me. Mm-hmm. I... I hated every second of it. Uh, I thought she was overreacting. I thought she was being um, 
childish. Mm-hmm. And I think for someone who basically told the doctor to, you know, don't treat her like all the other stupid humans, I felt like he didn't. Yeah. I felt he did the exact opposite. And I know he, he's obviously conflicted, and he might not have had the best reasons for doing what he did at that, at that exact moment, but putting the fate of humanity in her hands trusting that she was going to make the right decision I think is a chance for her to grow even though it's painful Mm -hmm. and she basically saw it as abandonment and I don't I guess I don't see it that way yeah did you I mean like no I didn't because uh, okay if the doctor had stuck around I feel like when, when she says you can help us I think really what she means is making the decision for us, not just helping us. And I think that if he had stayed, um, that's what would have happened. It wouldn't have been humanity's decision anymore. I mean, if you think about it, he, um, I mean, he told them, he told them his opinion. Yeah. He said that he thought it was something totally unique and beautiful, but at the same time, didn't try to manipulate their decision. He told them how he felt about the creature, and then he said, you know, but it's not my decision to make. So I think if he had actually stuck around, it wouldn't have accomplished what he wanted to, which, um, in his own words, was to, to respect her, to respect humanity, and to say, you know, I think you can make intelligent decisions. I think you can make this intelligent decision. And like I, like you said, I think it showed a great amount of respect for Clara because he, he even said, I trusted above all that you would always make the right decision. Um, so I feel like, I feel like he did help her um, and he just didn't do what she wanted him to do, which is to s- stick around and, you know, be, be the primary hero and she's the mm-hmm. little helper. Um, I think it was it should have been empowering that he said, you know, you've been with me. We've been through this kind of thing before. This Mm -hmm. is your planet. You decide what to do. And I really wish that I like that there were three women of varying experiences and varying ages and that they were left to make the decision together. It disappointed me that in the end it was only, it was basically only Clara who made any of the decisions and who made the right decision in the end. Um, I mean, Courtney seemed to be on Clara's side, mm-hmm. um, but did, wasn't forceful about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been especially really powerful when he shows them um, the outcome of their decision. I think it would have been powerful for them to have made that decision together, even though it looked bleak. But they honestly didn't, they didn't really make that decision. Mm. Well, I did like the fact that on their own, they chose to give that decision back to the earth even though well and this is another favorite part i like i love this concept this this admitting by the writers that humanity is deeply concerned with Mm self-preservation regardless of who it hurts because i think that that's a very accurate criticism of humanity Mm -hmm. um and so it was nice to see them go against that even though they did give the chance to humanity to step up Mm -hmm. but when you go back to what you're saying like i i think that the doctor is there to help most of the time and he ends up being the savior to a certain degree but i usually feel there's this is the reason why we need companions Mm -hmm. because they help him 
or he helps them. Like there's a there's this mutual benefit, mm-hmm. and so the companion, you know, one can't really do it without the other. And in this case, the doctor got him to the place where they needed to be to make the decision. Because mm-hmm. if he would have not taken him there in the first place, or not put him in the right place, or give them the perspective, then that decision would have been made easy, or um, uh, Lundvik uh, would have made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So, is that the is that the female astronaut? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I had, sure I had, I had to look it up because they yeah. were just kept referring, you know, like you or you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the thing that. At least when I think back on my impression of the doctor, lots of people said like, or point to what Clara says as, you know, you make friends of us. This is your planet. You know, you mm-hmm. have to make this decision too. And you basically ran away from it. Pointing to how Clara, like her speech is like spot on and really tells the doctor off and mm-hmm. shows how he's cowardly. And I would freely admit that, Though I agree with what the doctor did, I don't think he necessarily, you know, he's still... He's not blameless. Yeah, he's not blameless. He's ornery. He's very curt in his in his dealing mm-hmm. um, in this situation. So he definitely could have made a more eloquent um, proposition in, in putting this decision on, on the women. And... But I, like I said, I still don't think it's wrong, even though mm-hmm. he did. Uh, I still loved it the way it was. Because ultimately, like I said, when I think about the doctor, I think he honestly has shown that he will do basically anything to save um, Earth, mm-hmm. to save humanity. Yeah. Um, against, you know, Cybermen and Daleks and what's its and who's its and everything. Mm-hmm. And even, and, and her, that he'll come back for her. Exactly. And like, I mean, I mean, you can make the argument that she is familiar with Matt Smith's doctor, who is more gentle with her. I mean, and who, you know, does that, who saves, who saves the earth over and over and over again. And maybe she hasn't seen this doctor do that, but she has seen this doctor come back for her, even when it looked like he wasn't. In the first episode, you know, she had faith that he would not abandon her and he yeah. didn't. I mean, that's what happened here. She even says once, well, if he says he's going to come back, he'll come back. So. Well, I mean, and given he doesn't say he's coming back, which is what she points out towards mm-hmm. the end. But um, the point that I wanted to really drive home or say was, like I said, my impression is even though I feel like the doctor will do just about anything to save humanity, the only people that he won't typically stop is humanity themselves. Mm-hmm. Um so in this case, humanity has the decision to go on or not, mm-hmm. um, and he does not make that decision for them. So you know, like I said, while he's willing to fight Cybermen, fight Daleks, whatever, mm-hmm. he will not stand in the way of humanity destroying itself. And partly, I look back and I see that's because he has a very high opinion of humanity deep down. It was more overt now with Capaldi. It's very, I think, very, very deep down. I mean, it's yeah. it's buried pretty, 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 pretty far down. Maybe even from himself. Yeah, maybe even from himself. So, like I said, you know, we dealt with this right up front. I, I don't. I, I think Claire, Clara was, or Clara was completely out of line. Um, I think it is a regression of her character, which puts me in a a position against most of the internet. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I am really tired of Clara at this point. Hmm. Um, I I feel like she 
is used to gosh it sounds so critical but I feel like because like we talked about an episode or two ago I don't feel like she's got a specific arc and because of that her she is not needed Hmm. Um, if she doesn't like it and doesn't like making the tough decisions which she says she can do because she doesn't want to be treated like all the other stupid humans then if you can't handle if you can't take the heat just leave yeah you've got you've got pink there he's he's waiting for you he's perfectly fine having a life with you go do that it's less frustrating you don't ever have to decide whether the earth's going to blow up or not and you can live that way Mm -hmm. and i just think there's a responsibility that comes with traveling with the doctor and i just which she probably should know by now yeah this kind of um actually this episode reminded me of a couple of different episodes from different seasons um what you're saying right now kind of reminds me of an episode that donna noble was in when she saw something it was um an episode with the ouds the ood the ood the ood ood maybe the ood is already pluralized um where she sees something really really disturbing and she says i want to go home you know i mean she she's making the the choice um not because of anything necessarily that the doctor she doesn't blame the doctor for anything but she i don't know it, it shows that she um she has the choice to be there or not you know and that she's going to see hard things and she's going to see fun things and and um no one's forcing her to be there and the other episode that this reminds me of is, um, oh gosh, Beneath the Earth or something like that. And that Smith episode where they um, happen upon a colony of the Earth's first, um, first, what's the word I'm looking inhabitants. for? Yeah, inhabitants, um, which are the green people who, again, I can't think of the name of oh, them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Research Madame, before the Madame show. Madame Bastra is one of them. Um, but he lets humanity make that decision he sits them down and it's women again actually he sits them down to um to negotiate um with silurians 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 or silurians we're gonna say silurians silurians okay um so again he's unwilling to make that choice he um gets them where they need to be he you know, in some ways, offers his opinion, coaches them, but he makes them sit down and make that decision. And he also, in that episode, says to a group of humans, I'm going to put you in charge of this. We're not going to call her hostage, but the, you know, the Stellarian that they captured. And he says, you have to be the best of humanity right now. You have to make a choice and be the best. Mm-hmm. And I like that he, you know, he didn't, um, Clara is saying, you know, this isn't my choice to make. Call the president of the United States, you know? And he basically is saying, you're human. This is your race. This is your world. You have as much of a right to have a choice as some president. Um, so I think that I, I just feel like I'm, you're right. I feel like I'm on the doctor's side of this issue. And so it makes her, it makes her outburst um, seem childish. I think yeah, I think that there's really only... You, you have to take sides in this issue. Um, mm. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of criticism that I've seen, or a lot of um, people's comments about this episode, a lot of people are taking Clara's side. Um, but I also feel like, you know, you're, you talk about companionship and what makes 
the doctor and his companion, that relationship really special, is that he is this really clever, amazing being, but he needs somebody to call him on the carpet. He needs people to say, you're wrong. You know, Rose did that. Mm-hmm. Martha did that. Donna, everybody, you know, Amy does that. Everybody does that for him. And But the difference is that when they call him out, they're still there with him. They stay with him and they say, this isn't right. Look at this a different way. Um, but Clara walks out on him. And I feel like that is what makes this childish. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I think about it, um, like it feels to me like the writers were trying to make a statement. Like Clara is this uh, really um, intelligent, strong woman. And so everything she says is right. But the but her interaction with Danny at the end maybe is showing that that's not what the writers were trying to portray. Maybe they're trying to say that she was just being emotional about it and that when she calms down, maybe she'll have a different opinion. So it's possible that, that over the next couple of episodes that she will realize that she was wrong in some ways, as maybe the doctor will. So, hmm. so maybe we're not supposed to say that Clara is all right and the doctor is all right. Maybe we're supposed to see that they both have faults in the situation. <laughs> well, getting past the biggest issue, we've left us... Not a ton of time, but there are two other things that really stood out. One one so much so that I think my jaw was hanging open. And that, oh gosh, it was just so shocking to me to hear the things that they were saying. Because, well, it's obviously not Hollywood, it's the BBC. But TV shows and anything non-conservative gets a very, very strict rap about being very woman positive in the way that that's meant today, like very uh, Mm pro-woman. And this episode basically was giving three women the choice to basically decide if they're going to abort uh, a unique being. Mm -hmm. And the pro-life versus pro-choice, I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to read more into it than was there Mm -hmm. but the doctor leaves and removes his self from the choice of three women to argue about the the validity of something that can't defend itself and has not been birthed and it's right to be born Mm -hmm. and i was blown away by the things i mean like i understand uh you know lundvik was uh lundvik was you know, how do we kill it? I understand her side of humanity being like, this may prevent us from living, so we mm-hmm. have to kill it. But Clara and Courtney being like, there's something living right here. You know, you can't kill it. Um, I was just like, I can't believe that we're actually seeing this debated in mm-hmm. such a way. And that it seems so obvious that we were supposed to take the side of... Claire and Courtney. Yeah, defending Mm -hmm. the unborn. Yeah. Even if it could destroy us. You know, that could... I think that could be a really interesting issue. um, Because you're really... You're not really arguing... It doesn't feel to me like you're arguing pro-life or pro-choice. It sounds like you're arguing pro-life or pro-life. Don't you think? I mean, we're talking about the life of, of lots of people versus the life of one person. So to me, I guess I didn't really see the pro-life versus pro-choice 
uh, thing because it looked to me like the choice was was between life and life. And that's what um, complicated it because Mm -hmm. it felt like there wasn't necessarily a right answer or a wrong answer. But um, it did feel like the way that it was written, you were supposed to, there was like a right answer. And I think it would, it was more interesting or it could be more interesting if it, if there wasn't really a right answer, you know, if that's what makes making a decision so difficult is that, um, some decisions really difficult is that sometimes there's not a better choice. And I think that the, the astronaut lady that I can't think of her name, I think she had a right perspective because she kept saying, so you're going to kill all your potential grandbabies because you couldn't make an awful choice. I mean, she's not saying that she is heartless against this unborn creature. She's saying it is a horrible choice that we have to make. So I think it, it probably would have been more interesting to me if it felt like a harder choice, but it felt like the writing made us, um, manipulated us to believe that one was better than the other. Does that make sense? No, it does. I mean, because... They they do say like you know one innocent or the entirety of humanity, which is which is funny to me because when, when as soon as they said that I'm I had like these flashbacks to Gladiator um, when they're like is Rome worth one good man's life you know um, but I mean just in that accent just exactly. in, just in that um, except in a woman's voice so <laughs> oh I got that from your accent you got that from my accent well okay so this is the other thing too because um I don't want to like pull a Jesus juke necessarily but <laughs> but th- I mean but that's that's basically uh the question that we have to ask like is one innocent worth the entire humanity mm-hmm. and you know they God's basically made that decision already mm-hmm. um so I mean I did see that parallel too like I said I, it's probably not what they were trying to to go for obviously but I definitely saw that correlation uh, I think the last thing that I wanted to hit on before we do our uh, our wrap up is I really felt like there was some very incriminating accusations about humanity's lack of wonder hmm. and lack of ability to look outside their own planet hmm. like Especially with what's going on with NASA right now. Yeah, especially with the lack of funding for NASA, mm-hmm. especially, you know, the, the decommissioning of the space shuttles, especially with, you know, like, we said we were going to go to the moon, and boom, next couple of years, we were there. Mm-hmm. Or, but before the end of the decade, you know, before the, uh, in 1969, we went to the moon. Mm-hmm. You know, we we made a goal, we did it, and then once we did it, we're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, n- I really felt like like Neil deGrasse Tyson called up like <laughs> the, the writers and was like, "Look, this is super important. Mm-hmm. Like looking outside of our planet and exploration and space are super important, and we don't do any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to me the implications of what humanity found important, humanity's legacy, humanity's fate, because we weren't." We lost our ability to wonder. We, mm-hmm. we lost our ability to look up, um, as the doctor kind of points out, mm-hmm. like there at the end. Um, and because of this thing, you know, we, we remember and we start looking up and we, you know, he sends, a, you know, Ludwig off to build up the NASA space mm-hmm. program, which will, you know, catapult humanity for generations into space and to all corners and we'll survive and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I really, I was like, man, that was pretty damning. 
yeah. like uh, pretty crit- critical of humanity. And honestly, I wish that happened more often. Yeah. I mean, you know, being a fan of sci-fi, I, I mean, I want, I don't, I would, I would much rather, you know, them spend the one penny uh, per taxpayer to give to NASA to explore, to push the bounds of science, to, I don't know, just tap our imaginations as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to imagine and to wonder. So I think it's a very, it's what, it's, it's one of the things that uh, makes uh, life interesting. Hmm. And I think we are so concerned about, you know, making things smaller and being on our phones or our mobile devices and just getting stuff for ourselves. We're not like realizing we're part of this huge thing called humanity and that we have this amazing ability. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> all I can hear right now in my head is, um, the voice of, oh my gosh. Why am I totally blanking on words right now? What's his name? All night. Who is um <laughs> the all right, all right, all right guy? Why oh, can't Matthew McConaughey. Name? Matthew McConaughey. Oh. His voice is in my head, basically from the Interstellar oh. trailer right yeah. now. <laughs> now we're just worrying about our place in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just worrying this about is what, our place in the dirt. Yeah, this yeah. is what Interstellar I think is going to deal with. Yeah, and I'm hoping that things like Interstellar, you know, I hope I can't wait to see. Neil deGrasse Tyson live tweet like <laughs> all the things wrong with that. Movie. <laughs> all the things wrong with Interstellar. Yeah. But um, I mean, I well, mean, that that was my favorite part of this episode was when they were all watching the moon hatch, mm-hmm. and and he is saying, you know, this decision is going to impact the rest of you know the the existence of humans for as long as you know as long as anyone is a, a seen anyway mm-hmm. he says their light never goes out you know humans continue on and on and on which is interesting because if their primary concern is self-preservation then you know they're not doing what actually preserves, preserves humanity which sounds pretty normal for humanity yeah but i i do think that that was um that was a pretty powerful moment um yeah, what's my favorite from the episode? Well, it's, you know, we're getting that time, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap up, hopefully, semi-quickly. Um, and we've kind of hit on a, a number of these things, but so what would you what would you single out as your one of your biggest dislikes of this episode? Um, oh, gosh. I, I feel like I'm trying to be super positive about this episode after being so uh, down about the last episode last week. But I really was disappointed by this episode. I really wanted to... Yeah, I I said this to you and I said this to another friend of ours. I feel like they rushed everything that was important and interesting. Mm -hmm. And they slowed down everything that was uninteresting and overdramatic. We call those... We call that Courtney Woods. (laughs) Yes. Too much time was given to Courtney Woods. Too much time was spent on the bacteria spider things that really didn't... I mean, they had long scenes of like, is it going to get us? What's going on? Um, and then, you know, Claire's thing at the end, of course, everything slowed down for these moments that I felt like weren't the thing that interested me the most in the episode. I wanted to see a lot more interesting um, turmoil and debate over this huge decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I wanted, I thought that Lud, Ludwig, whatever her name is, what'd you say it was? Ludwig. Lundvik? <laughs> yeah, it's how it's spelled L U N D V I K. Okay, so Lundvik. So if, if we pronounce that wrong, Sorry, German people or whatever. My B. Um, I think she was she was an incredible actress in this episode, 
And I think her story was so interesting that she had always dreamed of going to the moon and that they, I, I think that whole concept of humanity leaving, you know, not wondering anymore, not trying to expand, not trying to go to space, that was so interesting, but that was total background noise to whatever else was going on. But it was, I mean, but it was central to the plot, but I felt like no time was given to that, to her story, um, to what was happening on Earth. Mm-hmm. So I really wish that more time was spent on the things that I think were interesting questions that were really important things to think about. Well, my dislike, uh, besides Clara in general, like I said, I'm really close to being done with her, um, which is sad because it, I mentioned this last episode at the beginning of the season, I was so excited for what the direction it looked like they were taking her. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's just not working for me at all right now. Just over the last two episodes, it just kind of went... Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Weird. Like I said, I read things about her and people are like, if if Clara didn't cement herself as the best companion ever already, boom, this one did it. And I was yeah, like, I, no, not even close. Yeah. She's basically my least favorite companion at this point. Yep, I can't think of anybody I dislike more. <laughs> so, um, so like I said, her and Courtney Woods, just like you said, too much time on Courtney Woods. Like I felt like they were trying to use her to kind of like kickstart the episode, and I just didn't care uh, when, like they, they, it's like they were trying to use her for humor at times too. When she got off the space shuttle and said, "This is one something whatever for something something something." <laughs> like, I think that was supposed to be really funny, but it was really, really annoying. Yeah. I just wanted to take her and, like, take her helmet off and... <laughs> toss her into to- space. Toss her into space. <laughs> yeah, I'm really... I'm afraid of two things. I'm afraid that she's going to keep coming back like a bad habit. And I'm afra- I'm becoming increasingly afraid that Danny Pink is going to be nothing more than... You know, that we're not really going to know him. That we're not going to get to see him interact with this wider universe... I when he was announced, it sounded like he was going to be a companion mm-hmm. on the TARDIS. But now I'm afraid he's just going to be this like force on Earth that's like, you know, pulling her in a different direction from the Doctor. And I think that there's so much to him and to his story that could be explored. I'm afraid that we're not going to get that. Yeah, I feel like there's no way we can't get what his eventual backstory is. But I, I wish they would. I don't know. I wish they get to it. So your likes. What did you like about this episode? Um, I mean, I already said my favorite scene. I, and I think, I really think that's probably my only favorite part of this episode. Hmm. Well, I did, like I said, I love lots of parts of this episode. It was, um, it, it was, I, f- I did feel it was a bit rushed, but I was like, man, this is like, I, it's been a long time since I, you know, felt like I was seeing an episode that was kind of like this. And then, you know, the, the Claire speech at the end kind of caught me off guard. But what I really... What I really liked is the worst moment to me, Clara's speech, set up one of my favorite parts, which was, you know, Danny Pink just kind of swings in at the end, and he gives some great advice. He's great at comfort. He knows mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. He sees the, you know, he sees through Clara, kind of, or Clara just doing her spiel, and, you know, and when he drops that, like, uh, you're still angry, you're never finished with anyone while they can still make you angry, mm-hmm. that bit of sage wisdom that's, you know, incredibly true. Um, and even the hint at his own, like you know, I I like the or I love the army until one day I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I that was a great way to put that. I love this little, like I said, I loved him for that little bit that he pops in. I just wish that we didn't have to get that 
because you know Clara gave me the, my least favorite part of the episode. So. Yeah. But anyway, um, on to next week, which looks like I might get my wish. No, Clara. <laughs> um, so I'm next week. Next my, 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 my might be my favorite episode. But until then. If you want to continue the conversation, please do over at realworldtheology.com. Yeah, we've, we've loved hearing comments. Yeah, we've great. really loved interacting. <laughs> we'd love just, you know, like keeping the conversation going. This is a short podcast, so we can just kind of get some ideas out there. We throw a whole bunch up against the wall, and we love to see what sticks. So uh, if you've got more to say, if you have the reason why Clara is the best companion ever, I would be more than happy to entertain that. It might not be anything that I haven't already read or heard so far, but like I said, uh, we love Doctor Who. We still love this show, um, even though we can be critical of it at times, but you know, uh, we're obviously not finished with it because it's still making us angry. So, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, download the show on iTunes, find us at realworldtheology.com, comment us, follow us on Twitter at Physification at Laura underscore Fissel. And until next time, we are reminding you to always take a banana to a party. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.